Hello listeners, I welcome you to this protest poetry podcast where we will be discussing Kath Walker or Udarununukal's political protest poetry. I am Carlos Luis studying for master's degree in English literature and language at Parvati Bai Chokli College, Markham. I have with me Elaine Furtado who is studying for master's degree in clinical psychology at Kamens College, Nuve. So, the aboriginal poets of Australia become the spokespersons for their people, raising concerns, expressing problems that the indigenous people face and objecting collectively. The composition of poetry, therefore, is a political stance as activists. Therefore, in the assessment of the political protest poetry, we mustn't forget the most purchased Australian poet, Uruuru Nunakar. She is the doyen of Aboriginal writers and very famous for her works of poetry and prose. Thus, she becomes an influential personality to wield political persuasion. She is also a role model for the black Australians and therefore she becomes the poet whom we must discuss. Then listeners, without further ado, let's get to exploring her poetry, starting with The Dispossessed. The Dispossessed. Peace was yours, Australian man, with tribal laws you made, till white colonials stole your peace with rape and murder raid. They shot and poisoned and enslaved until a scattered few. Only a remnant now remain, and the heart dies in you. The white man claimed your hunting grounds, and you could not remain. They made your work as menials for greedy private gain. Your tribes are broken vagrants now, wherever whites abide. And justice of the white man means justice to you denied. They bought you Bibles and disease, the liquor and the gun. With Christian culture such as these, the white command was won. A dying race you linger on, degraded and oppressed. Outcast in your own native land, you are the dispossessed. When churches mean a way of life, as Christians proudly claim, and when hypocrisy is scorned and hate is counted shame, then only shall intolerance die and old injustice cease, and white and dark as brothers find equality and peace. But oh, so long the wait has been, so slow the justice due. Courage decays for want of hope, and the heart dies in you. So Elaine, what are your first feelings when you have read this poem? In the beginning, it's very startling to read uh, the poet's experiences. Because in today's day and age, we do not understand uh, those kind of experiences as much. Because the discrimination we face today is much different from the discrimination uh, the poet might have faced in her day and age. Right, right. Yeah, and it becomes more authentic uh, when an Aboriginal herself, you know, comes out and then speaks about what oppression she has gone through and speaks that out in her poetry, not just because she just wants to speak about uh, the, the issues, but because she wants to, you know, uh, 
and use the other also to you know revolt against the injustice that are, that is happening with them with the aboriginals so yeah odoro nunkal is a kind of a poet who uh, encourages the other yeah, to stand yeah definitely there was some kind of a spark in me when i was reading the poet exactly like, although this is a an event of the past there was something within me telling me that okay come on we need to do something about this right in whatever we, way we can in today's day and age right right her words like peace was yours australian man till white colonials stole your peace you know uh, that aspect of peace that is uh, stolen by the white man mm-hmm. okay what do you feel about it what uh, came to your mind when you read this peace was yours australian man till white colonials uh, stole your peace for me it, it meant that you know uh, they were very happy uh, with themselves they were happy that uh, they were all together you know enjoying whatever culture the traditions uh, that they practiced but then there was somebody else who came into their land and took away that happiness from them you know took away that uh, feeling of belonging mm-hmm. feeling of uh, oneness from them yeah basically they might have been very self sufficient people right and now suddenly there are outsiders who come and make them feel like strangers in your own land exactly so that feeling of not belonging to your land or not not having what was yours in the past will definitely disrupt the peace even for us peace would not only mean uh, in terms of the opposite of violence mm. it also means peace of mind where you know that what was yours is not yours anymore anymore right yes that's so true. that's so very true yeah uh, and uh, do you think you know christianity is actually uh, touched upon yeah here. touched upon here and uh, that's a very interesting fact that you know at first christianity uh, oppressed people or uh, forced people to you know follow uh, become a christian conversion and all that stuff you know in yes. india as well uh, christians were uh, accused for mm-hmm. that uh, fact that conversion was at the top of the mind of every missionary uh, for instance and yeah so here we have that uh, been explored by uduru nunakal she says very evidently that uh, a white man or a missionary for example came here with a bible mm. came here with a gun you know and then uh, tried to influence uh, the minds of the aborigines so yeah you feel at times that you know there there is some some have hypocrisy there yeah most definitely because uh, the basic tenets of christianity are love peace and when you talk about conversions you see the opposite happening so it's not happening through the medium of love yeah. you're forcefully you're forced to convert and there's a lot of uh, uh, aggression that may be used so we are in the name of uh, christianity we are doing the bang opposite of what christianity actually preaches right right that's very true Dear listeners, let us find out from Uderu Nunakal herself as to why she wrote this poem. I wrote the dispossessed uh in the early 60s when we were trying to gather up uh people to form the civil rights movement. 
And what inspired me to write The Dispossessed was um, there were those in the political world who were extreme left-wingers and there was extreme right-wingers, the Aboriginals were right in the middle, and they were all trying to get possession of the Aboriginal people. And this has been going on for the last 200 years, you know, they talk about the Aboriginals as our blacks. So I stood up and said, why don't you just stop and ask the Aborigines what they want? And of course, everything broke loose. And I went out very disillusioned and very bitter and very angry. And I went home that night and I put down in draft form a poem, which finally became The Dispossessed. The condition for Aboriginals during that period of time was very bad. We have the highest rate of infant mortality in the world. We still have it. Seventeen of our children dies against one in the white world, this lucky country called Australia. We have the highest leprosy rate in the world in Western Australia, in this so-called lucky country. Now, in the Australian years BC, and by that I mean before pork, um, we were a disease-free race of people, and all these diseases came in. I heard the voices of my people and every time I heard a story like that I went home and I wrote a poem about it. The next line that you know stayed with me was the white man claimed your hunting grounds you know <clears throat> so everything that was with them with the aborigines was of their own you know but then when this white man came to their land they grabbed everything and they said that this is theirs you know so they were robbed of uh, even of the property around yes. them everything so not I just think the property. Uh, Nunakal is trying to use uh, hunting grounds as a figure of speech right? right for maybe all of their land and all their possessions in general yeah the customs the yes. traditions yeah the culture altogether so yeah, so the, the, these uh, white, uh, whom she considers as someone dominating uh, colonialists, you know, took away everything that was very important for the Aborigines. Uh, yeah. Justice of the white man means justice to you denied. You know, what what do you uh, gather from this line, Justice of the White Man? Well, the first thought that came to my mind is of the very famous phrase, justice delayed is justice denied. Mm -hmm. So the system of justice with the whites might have been so oppressing that it was as good as not having justice at, at all. all. Yeah. So if you're taking like years and years together to uh, provide justice, it's as good as not providing justice at all. Mm -hmm. So they were definitely denied of uh, their rights, mm -hmm. which is injustice towards them. Yeah, yeah. it's also about the nar narratives. If you go to see, uh, you know, the narrative of the white man and the narrative of yeah. the of the blacks mm -hmm. or the aboriginals mm -hmm. in this case. Uh, so there are two different narratives, and uh, one narrative tries to dominate over the, the other, other, and that's where the suppression takes place. Yes. That's where the oppression actually takes place. You know, and Udrin Munkal in many of her poems actually speaks about this uh, fact of how uh, one narrative comes and you know tries to dominate over the, the other. other narratives that are present, and uh, we will be doing other. Uh, poems also which you know will speak about her idea of how these narratives must come together, together. and uh, work hand in hand that, and that's that would be you know uh, making uh, 
poetry making life of people mm. you know more interesting because differences bring all of us together okay. yeah so yeah and she also odoro nunkar in her poetry also uh, like focuses on the point that there is there has been some kind of a hypocrisy yes hypocrisy of the white men hypocrisy also of the aborigines you know at first might be the aborigines were uh, they they could have revolted right at the beginning mm. but then they accepted and they felt oh, okay there 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 could be some change happening yeah. maybe we are barbaric okay so that uh, in a way to you know better ourselves they might have accepted this narrative yes okay so and that's where uh, uh, the white men could you know enter mm-hmm. into their land and could dominate the other narrative that was present so when uh, she says when hypocrisy is conned when hatred is uh, given away there would be intolerance uh, dying in injustice dying of mm-hmm. okay and whether it was the white or the dark there would be uh, an emergence of equality and peace so yeah that's i mean that's a whole poem is talking about the dispossessed let's talk about the title itself mm-hmm. the dispossessed what did you feel when you read when you uh, think about the title the dispossessed so when i started uh, reading it since i knew the background of the poet i kind of knew where the title was coming from mm-hmm. the fact that uh, they the the people the original inhabitants uh living in their own land uh had no right to it yeah yeah so they might not be literally dispossessed in the sense of the term to another place but since they're stripped of all their rights to their own lands and property they are dispossessed in a different sense yeah yeah so they are dispossessed of whatever belonged to them yes whatever was very dear to them and uh, that's very painful you know yes. uh, if you if we see the current times as well it's uh, very uh, saddening that we are losing on our own people, people. our own loved ones and we are not even not even uh, able to see them uh, at the last rites and so on so it's it's a very uh, saddening uh, thing that you lose your own thing sometimes uh, we may say okay uh, there is uh, no idea as home or there is no idea as uh, that this belongs to me okay? yes but then this poem is telling us no that, that there are things around us that belong to us oh, yeah and and it matters another thing you know i realized when i was reading the poem is that how similar it is to our current circumstances we are living in a land wherein we say we have rights freedom of expression freedom of speech but we are not allowed to exercise these rights and the minute you do that there is someone who's going to come and oppress you in some form or the other exactly so the situation is very similar here we are in, we we are promised certain rights but you don't feel like you have them right right so at the end of the day you feel oppressed you feel like you're not allowed to speak up so it might have been the same sentiments that that udarunukal was going through at that time right and for them it was more extreme because yes. they weren't given uh, a listening ear at least we are given that yes, opportunity definitely. to you know to speak up and then listen uh, there is someone to listen to but 
in the in the case of order and nunukal and her people i think uh, that was uh, what was missing and uh, because she was in this you know she was one of the prominent faces in the political uh, time uh, she was able to make uh, this uh, poetry this political protest quite evident yes. and that's why she wrote this poem the dispossessed and this poem is said to have you know build up that angst in people and made them you know to take up uh, cause for themselves yes. and uh, speak for their rights yes. to speak that they belong to this mm-hmm. place and they they need to be given a chance to uh, you know uh, speak and as well as listen to yeah <clears throat> because it's creation of awareness at the end of the day right. and you need that one point to start yeah and she being a woman in her day and age being able to write is is quite a right a significant thing you know yeah and she happens to be the first woman the first woman yeah correct. and uh, happens to be the first woman who has published poetry, poetry. and such uh, i mean in depth poetry and and good quality and uh, as a person of no, not much literally literary background i liked how simple the language was mm. it didn't take me a lot of uh, I didn't have to stress too much or read maybe twice or thrice it was just the first reading and everything sing, sing, sunk in so well yeah so that that's what i really like because usually when you read poetry sometimes you have to understand the subtext and that's very which true. was yeah. it was very straightforward yeah and that's what i really liked yeah uh, when a white man comes and takes away the the all all of possession of the black or the aborigines you know that's where uh, a kind of a discomfort takes place and they lose their own identity you know uh, and what happens is they no more know what 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 was what is their own you know and their traditions their culture their language okay all gets distorted because somebody else has come and told them that this is the correct way this is the right way and they are told that you are barbaric you need to change yourselves you need to change your traditions you need to change your culture okay so i feel that uh, that identity you know crisis sort of which yes, i think you yeah, you will know more about yeah it is an identity yeah. crisis because uh, Oh, they had been believing a certain thing all this while and now suddenly there's a different set of people who come and tell them that perhaps all that they believed or did in the past is totally wrong so it is definitely a crisis because you don't know whether what you were doing is right at some level you feel it was right because you were doing it all this while you feel one with it and now there's somebody else telling you that it's absolutely wrong and it's very difficult to change what you truly believe right. about yourself yeah. especially if the change is external or if it is imposed by an external force so when there is this kind of a conflict in your mind there is all the more t- uh, tension and all the more stress which leads to maybe so much more of suffering you know identity crisis definitely is uh, it doesn't directly come out but yeah it is an important theme yeah, yeah here is an extract from the soundtrack of the poem the dispossessed by mick scott
Australian man with tribal laws you made. To white colonial stole your peace with rape and murder raid. They shot and poisoned and enslaved until a scattered few.